Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips that they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as we discuss all things womanhood, motherhood, and small business. Hi, everybody. So if you're here, you're probably a small business owner or dreaming, you're in the dream phase and want to start a small business, or maybe you're ready to create another small business branch off of your existing business. And so we went through, you can probably Google this and find all of the things, but we wanted to create a spot where it's all in one place, just a checklist of all of the steps to do when once you've dreamt up an idea and want to execute it. And so we're going to go step by step of how, what to do to create a small business and not just create a hobby, but like get it with the state and all of that. So um, we make are it going legit. Make it legit. And I wish I had had this for my businesses because I feel like I just, oh, here, let me start an Etsy. And, it, you know, and then from there, I was like, oh, wait, I have to pay sales tax. Oh, wait, I need to buy my stuff wholesale. So I need an EIN. Like, I just didn't know anything. And so, again, this isn't, we're not experts in this field at all. This is just what we've learned as we went. And so we just wanted to make it quick and easy. And we'll talk about downloading it at the end of the episode. So step one is dream up an idea. Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. Those are like those heart tuggings that come to you or listening to what other people say of like, hey, will you make this for me? Mm -hmm. Um, Like following those nudges. Yeah, I think every guest we've had, it started because someone saw something that they made or created and wanted that. And um, we are going to adjust this too for if you're in a service industry, but even we had Latrice on as a photographer and people started asking her like, will you take our pictures? These look really good. So um, this can work for both a product business or a service industry. Um, I also think when you dream up of an idea, look for gap. Jenny likes the word gap, not whole, Uh, like gaps in the market. Um, I remember (laughs) But like part of the reason I started Beautiful Chaos was because I had little babies who were all boys and I could not find uh, clothes that matched me. And um, that's not for everybody, but it was for me. I just wanted to match them so bad. And so there wasn't a ton of options out there, which is part of where the idea came from. So next step is choose a name, which is probably one of the hardest steps, in my opinion. And the funniest to look back on, I think, on the names. I I so (laughs) wish I had our text messages from um, Amber, Melissa, and I when we were choosing Wildflower Republic because, oh my goodness, we were just over text messages. I was in Illinois, actually, at the time. And then, so we were just on our group thread, just throwing ideas out there. And every single one, like two would like it. And the other one was like, no, that's just Mm, not it. Like you just are like, I will know it when I have it. And I wish I had seen the other names that we had thrown out there. They're funny. I know. Well, my Illuminate Space, I was going to start with the vignettes in a box. Because <laughs> I was going to, my like, <laughs> um, my idea, because mine started from my friend that was like, can you make this 
it was a vignette. It was like a little setup of Christmas. I mean, it's very clear of what you would do. So that's why I was like, okay, what is this? It's like, because I was going to make it kind of like a subscription or basically you just order this set to set up in your house as a vignette. So I was like, vignettes in a box. I'm really glad Which you didn't terrible. do that I would never know how to spell it when I tagged you well, on and, Instagram. And, I mean, how we talked about this in our last episode that, um, like, how magical it worked out that I did choose Illuminate Space because yeah. then Candles – I would have had to start a whole new business name. Right. Moving right. to Candles. And then, um, okay, so shout out to if Wickwood House is listening because – Light and Pine, we started because we were trying to like choose a word from Susie's what she makes and then what I make. So we had mm-hmm. settled on wood and or wick and wood. And our, our we were like so excited about it. And then our husbands were like, you cannot call it wick and wood because we didn't even put it together that it was wick wood. Wick wood. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and I will say though that vignettes in a box is a great tagline. Like, I do that's think true. that's a great tagline to be like, what is what is your business? Um, that's true. So maybe start there. Just write down a bunch of words. Uh-huh. And, I like, maybe m- pick – go ahead. I think we talked about this on an episode of how we named our stops. But for mine, I thought of uh, phrases mm-hmm. that people would tell me that uh, I didn't like. So I am a person that gets very <laughs> defensive about things, and I just remember – People, you know, anytime I went out in public, people would say stuff about me having three kids in general, but three boys specifically. And so that's where beautiful chaos came from because people would be like, oh my gosh, it's so chaotic. And I'd be like, yeah, but it's like my beautiful. Yeah, I love that. You can use a thesaurus too. That came Uh handy to me. Like, where do you like kind of like your brand pillars, but then Uh you're looking up synonyms of that. And sometimes you can find like creative names. My uh, my second place shop name was going to be Melt Me, because which is I feel like that goes more with candles, but it's because anything our kids did that was like just so cute, I would always be like Melt Me, and my husband was like, "That's actually not like a phrase," but I would just say like Melt Me, and so that was that was a close runner up too. Like, oh, I say that all the time, but um, but yeah, so yeah, create a name. name. Choose a name, and, and then, that's kind of fun immediately after that, Jen. Go ahead. Yeah. So you have your name. Then you want to go get all the social media handles. Like, we even ran into that with Small Business Sisters. That's why we have mm-hmm. to put the um, underscore because right. a lot of common names are probably taken. So you want to try mm-hmm. to get those right away. And same mm-hmm. with uh, website domains. That's I mm-hmm. ran into that with Illuminate Space. That's why it's not – so. If you're wondering, a lot of the Illuminati think Illuminate Space is because I get messages all the time to join the Brotherhood, the Illuminati. <laughs> so Illuminate Space is was taken, but that's why I have Illuminate-Space.com. Yes. So you can get creative, but try to we recommend getting all those handles and domains right away. So mm-hmm. you even if you're not ready to launch those things, like just get them so no mm-hmm. one else can take them. Yeah, and for Wildflower Republic specifically, we grabbed the Wildflower Republic, we grabbed Wildflower Republic, and we grabbed Wild Re- Wildflower Republic Shop, I think. So, oh, that's smart. Can, I didn't so we that. like took all of those so that no one could be close. But you can that's get really smart with that. 
Yeah. Um, and if someone wants it really bad later, they'll pay you money for it. <laughs> I have, yeah, someone from or whoever has illuminate space one word.com has wanted to sell it to me, but. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Okay, so after that, you're going to sit down and write down your target market. This target market is going to help everything that you do. It's going to help your business plan. It's going to help your social media. It's going to help as you order inventory. This is just so important to nail down, like, who is my business for? Um, Mm -hmm. Because it will also help you decide what kind of business you want. Like like for Jen, from the beginning, she probably already knew, my target market does really want to smell the candles in person. So, you know, my end goal is going to be a brick and mortar. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it will help you determine what type, um, what's going to be best. I'm still kind of nailing that down with my social media stuff of like, what's best? Do people want one-on-ones? Do they want it done for them? Do they just want a little like hand-holding? So I'm still kind of figuring, I'm in the beginning stages of that, but your target market will really, really help you with the rest of the business of the checklist. And if I can recommend anything, don't get too hung up on wanting to like please everybody. I think Mm -hmm. we can, as makers, we want to, well, everybody should love my product and it's for Mm -hmm. everybody. But if anything I've learned, it's like right away, get very targeted and niched Mm -hmm. because then you're going to reach right away the right people. So like I would say my target market are people that care about ingredients of their candles, not the price. Because those higher quality ingredients are more expensive. So I'm not reaching bargain hunters. I'm reaching Mm -hmm. like people that really care about the um, ingredients. So just know right away, like it's okay. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Because then there are uh, other candle companies that are going to reach, you know, the lower cost candles. So just get, I would recommend getting niched right from the bat because Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're going to do better. That's good. That's really good. And I mean, Target, and this is where we would say enter in if you want to schedule like a beginning marketing thing just to make sure you're on the right foot. Like Miranda's awesome. But Target Market, you're going to want to like, people are like, oh, okay, my Target Market is 32 or whatever. No, <laughs> you want to, this 32-year-old person who drives a van, who loves to spend extra money on coffee and clothes, like you want to get as specific as you can Um because just like Jen said, the more niche down you can get, the less, like this is going to sound bad, but like the less time you waste like making things for, um, you know, cheaper than you want or mm-hmm. more interesting than you want. Um, I know like specifically photographers, it takes them a bit to know like what they want their niche to be. But as soon as they hit that niche, they just like develop and grow so much in that niche that mm-hmm. I feel like that's such a good representation of makers in general of, you know, that's an easy creative spot to see photography. You just thrive in like this type of photography. But I think that's the same with makers. Then you're going to know who you're speaking to and which Mm -hmm. makes everything easier in your emails, in your social media, on your website. You're like very clear. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's helpful. And we actually don't have the email on here, but that let's toss that in with social media handles. Like you want to grab a professional email account. So it's not, you know, shop girl 05. That was my aim. <laughs> Butterflies02. Butterflies02 at gmail.com. You want it to be like either if you bought your domain, which we'll talk about later, it would be at your domain name.com or if you do your business name at gmail. 
Yeah, um, and I, I recommend actually, I didn't do this till later. It does come with my domain now, but you can also Gmail, you can upgrade. It's like $5 a month or something to get your um, business name, like at businessname.com instead of Gmail. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's worth it. I always think like when I see that name from someone versus Gmail, which no judgment because like Light and Pine and Small Business Sisters are Gmail. Yeah. But uh, it just, it's worth If you have $5, that's a good investment, I think. Mm-hmm. Makes you seem super professional. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so after that, you're going to write a bl- business plan, which you can find business plan templates online. You, I think there's even some on Canva that will just kind of guide you through um, how to write a business plan. You're definitely going to need that if you um, need some sort of business loan to start off. You have to present that at the bank. Um, Also, like my husband wanted to see a business plan before I invested in a brick and mortar. So you're like online, it might not necessarily be, it's important for you to know the back end, but somebody might not need to see it if you're, if you're not needing a loan of some type type. But I know my husband wanted to be like, okay, if we're going to invest in this brick and mortar, I just want to see like what your plan is for this. Mm So the business, I think we found the template online, but, um, I'm sure I'm going to I'm going to, Jen, you want to talk about the things in the business plan? I'm going to see yeah, what resources I just looked, there are. Yeah. there. I just looked this up to see like the five to seven parts of a business plan. And don't get overwhelmed by this because it can be like as simple or detailed as you make it. But the essential parts are, and I think oh, Susie and I had to use a business plan to, plan to apply for the Batavia Boardwalk Shops. And I think we might have had to shown it to get our joint bank account. But again, I think ours is just like a page long. So you can flesh it out as much as you want. But it's basically the executive summary at the top. So kind of saying like your whole mission Mm -hmm. um, and overview. Uh, The problem you're solving and the solution your product or service solves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your target market, which we talked Mm -hmm. about earlier. Your competition. That's right. So like competition in your area or Mm -hmm. online. Product and service offerings, marketing tactics, like how are you getting your business out in front of people, mm-hmm. and the timeline or metrics you use to measure success. So like any mm-hmm. goals you have for your business. So ours was to open a um, full-time retail shop, things like mm-hmm. that. So again, it can be super simple, and then you can uh, add more details as you go. And kind of your business mm-hmm. plan always evolves, right? Like mm-hmm. it's always... You should always be updating your business plan. Yeah. And I know that competition piece was really important for me and Melissa when we were filling that out of how do we set ourselves apart? Um, because we've talked about this on the podcast. There's 11 boutiques in my town. And so um, it will only help you writing a business plan. And I did just check Canva and there are lots of business plan templates. I'm sure Google Docs has some too. Um, so, And yeah, you'll need that if to open a bank account for sure. So then you're moving, so you have your business plan, and then you want to move on to um, your your entity. So you're going to, most people are going to start as sole proprietors, and this does vary by state, I believe. Mm-hmm. So like in Illinois, even if you're sole proprietor, which essentially means like Jennifer Zilke is, is responsible, do, is doing this, um, but 
uh, Illinois requires a DBA, which is a doing business as if your name is different than your name. So like my shop is not called Jennifer Zilke. Uh, we had to get a DBA for Wilson Street Mercantile. If you're going to do sole, sole proprietor, just check if you need to get anything else for your estate as well. But otherwise, mm-hmm. then when you file taxes, you're just filing it as your social security number. Um, mm-hmm. There's really not much different. But then mm-hmm. some of us might want to move to an LLC. So like Illuminate Space is an LLC, uh, Light and Pine Collective. I think partnerships, at least in mm-hmm. Illinois, automatically have to be an LLC. Yep, here too. Which is just, so it's just changing how you file your taxes a little bit, Mm -hmm. which LLCs, it gets a little tricky because it's kind of like a sole proprietor unless you do things a little bit different, like have Mm -hmm. payroll. So that's, you're going to just want to check on your state. Mm -hmm. um, You could find all this out at your local comptroller's office and down the line, we will recommend meeting with a CPA. Yes, and just make sure you're going to get your um, your business set up correctly to do to to be a business and to file taxes and things like that. And this is where even as a sole proprietor, you can go get your federal EIN, which is employee identification number. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like Christina mentioned earlier. Your EIN is how you can you know order wholesale mm-hmm. without giving your social security. It's just kind mm-hmm. of like that. So you don't want to like always use your social security number. You're going to have your mm-hmm. federal EIN number to use mm-hmm. instead. Yep. And from there, you can go and open a bank account. Um, I did mine quick and onla- online as a sole proprietor, but I know our partnership, we had to take that business plan in and, um, you know, because you have to, and we had to have an LLC because legality around a bank account, joint bank account. Um, but you'll want to open a bank account, whether that be really easy on, and online or actually set up an appointment and go in and create um, a bank account. And after that, uh, oh, I want to add to the oh, bank sorry. account. That is like so I cannot recommend enough right away getting your finances separate from your personal mm-hmm. account because mm-hmm. I mean, just you know, visually, it's so much easier to track your expenses and income mm-hmm. when it's already separate from your mm-hmm. personal checking. But then also legally, like if heaven forbid you were ever audited or someone needs to look at your accounts, it is so much better for you for it to already be separate that they're only looking at, mm-hmm. you know, that they don't have to like, then there, then there's red flags about like if you're mingling your personal money with the business right. money, et cetera. Right. So that's like so important. Even if it's not a business account, it's just like another personal checking that you only use for mm-hmm. your business. That's so, so, so important. Yeah. I was one that waited several years. And let me tell you, after I finally did it, I was like, this is a game changer just for yes. that aspect of being able to keep up with keep keeping better with that one mm-hmm. and just at a glance be like, okay, I know where I'm at. Um, okay. So start bookkeeping. If you have not listened to our, I think it was the budget episode. Is that what we called it? Business budget? But no, we called it, um, wait, I don't remember. We had a taxes episode where we talked um, about, or accounting, accounting 101, I think. Accounting, <laughs> but also I feel like along with bookkeeping should be setting the business budget. Like you did a great, Jenny mm-hmm. did a great job of walking us through how she tracks a budget and starts to pay herself um, or started to pay herself. And I think that that is very beneficial um, for this, this, this portion, like just setting up the, uh, 
Excel spreadsheet to do it. I'm trying to find it because yeah, and bookkeeping can be super simple. Like you're doing bookkeeping just means like you're tracking what's coming in, what's coming out, like what that's for. Uh, So you can know each month, you know, what is my profit and loss? What portion Mm -hmm. is going to materials? What is going to advertising? And then eventually you might get to a point where you hire that out to have a professional bookkeeper do it, but it is Mm -hmm. very doable on your own, depending Mm -hmm. what your business is. But that's just important to do to keep it all organized at least month to month. It's um, episode 21 is called All Things Business Budgets. And that was really helpful. Okay, let me get back okay, to Okay, so after you dogs. start your bookkeeping, you're going to want to find out your state and local requirements for sales tax remittance. Um, so again, this usually goes, well, it does go based by state. And you're going to want to apply for your sales tax permit. So that's like what you see in stores when you go in the little like certificate that says this is a business and they're collecting sales tax because the business collects the sales tax on the purchase and then turns it over to the state. Mm-hmm. Um, each ours is each month. Sometimes it's quarterly for other businesses, mm-hmm. but that is your rate is set locally. So like Batavia sales tax has a rate and then we're turning that over to the state that gives it to the city. Mm-hmm. Do you want to make sure you have that permit? Yes. And then next, you're going to order inventory and supplies, which, um, again, you need that EIN number, which I believe you get that automatically. You don't really have to wait time for that. Um, but that way you can order wholesale and without tax. Um, and this might even be ordering business expense items as like if you're in a service industry, maybe it's buying your camera, maybe it's buying your sewing machine. Um, so just make sure you have everything that you need to be ready to start selling. Yeah. And I found out later because it was a headache to go back and do this, but definitely from the beginning, track your inventory, like how much you're buying and even break it down into like how much is each wick, how much is mm-hmm. each jar, because that's mm-hmm. going to come into play in your taxes for cost of goods. So it's just great to have that right away. I have a Google spreadsheet, um, which I'm sure you're not surprised about, that (laughs) each month I have each item I buy and then columns are each month. And I just put in how many I bought each month so then I can go back and have a quick overview at tax time. I say this every time, but we're all going to need these templates, Jenny. We need to make these downloadable. We will buy them from you, but we need the those of us that don't think analytically like that need the templates. I'm telling you, okay. everybody, get on Jenny's butt to do her <laughs> templates. Um, okay, so next is determine pricing. So this is where you are absolutely going to want to go listen to our pricing episode we did. Um, I don't know the the episode number off the top of my head, but it was so great going over. Just like Jenny said, when you can figure out what each item is individually, it's going to help you. I wish I had that at the beginning of my business because um, if I had been priced correctly, you know, you just, you're just going to make what you're worth. And that's what our pricing episode is about. So um, determine your pricing. If you're a service industry, you might, well, everybody, you might start a little bit off lower because uh, your expertise isn't necessarily what it will be three, four or five years from now. but. Um, Determine your pricing and price yourself well. Price, yeah, pay, and don't be afraid your, to pay yourself. Yes, and don't be afraid to increase your prices. It's not, it's not 
bad to reevaluate increased prices every so often. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. just part of doing business. Mm-hmm. So after that, you're going to make your items. If you're a boutique buying wholesale, you're going to receive your items. Um, if you're a service industry, you, you're going to create like menu of services. You're going to figure out what services you're going to offer. Are they all a cart? Is it a package? Um, and you're going to price all of those. And then you're going to add them to your website. So if you make, if you're like Jenny or I, and you make items, you need pictures for your website. So you're going to have to make samples of all of your stuff. However, you're going to do that and be able to add those pictures to your website. If you receive wholesale items, you still, some, some wholesalers give you pictures, but you might want your own to make it your own on your site grab pictures. And then if you're a service industry, you're going to spend some time graphic being your graphic designer and creating a menu of services to add to your website, um, which we up top, I added it for when you download this checklist, but you're going to buy your domain and your email. So you already have a domain. So add all of this to that domain. And we have some great episodes to help with those things. We have the DIY product photos where Christina talks Mm -hmm. about like how important and how easy it is to really batch all your product photos in a day. We have another episode like way, way, way early, maybe episode two where it's like how we sell online. And Christina talks about Etsy and Shopify and I talk about WooCommerce. Um, So those are helpful episodes if you're looking into doing Mm -hmm. e-commerce websites. Oh my gosh. And after you have all of that done and you've um, promoted it on social media, like I would say as soon as you do all the first couple steps, start like uh, kind of uh, teasing it out, teasing it out on social media, have a launch date, have a a day that is all going to be live and ready. So you've, you've done all of that. In fact, I'm going to add that after add to website, but um, you have now major first sale. And like, Jen, the time that your your phone goes cha-ching, cha-ching for the first time, <laughs> like, which my kids play, I think it's Fortnite. Maybe it's Roblox. On Ro- One of them does a cha-ching and I'm always like, oh, it's not I know. It's, it's on their know. game. But yeah, that I, is, do you remember no, your first there sale? Is no, I think so. I, re- I don't remember specifics about it, but I do remember telling Tyler and I don't necessarily remember my first sale. I remember the first sale I made to somebody I didn't know. Yes, yes. That's mine too. Because that was when I was like, Tyler, I don't know this person's name. I know. <laughs> Me too. Mine was like a winter vignette. It was I made like – I sprayed glitter on pine cones and sticks and stuff and had this like mantle vignette. And I sold it to someone I didn't know on Etsy. And I was like – I just remember the like care and time I put into backing them because it was such a excitement. Yes. I feel like I'm thinking of things on the spot too because something about, and I'll add it with the teasing and promoting a launch on social media, I would, um, and this could be after your first sale, but pretty quickly after you establish your business, determine what you're going to offer to grab people for emails. I know you hear everybody say like email lists are so important and it's one thing I don't take advantage of. So I'll be honest that like, it's just not something that I was good at from the beginning. But if you can instantly set up like a landing page where people get 10% off, or maybe it's a free download or um, something like that to grab emails, just because that's going to 
you know, social media, the algorithm's always changing. So not everyone's going to see your stuff all the time that you post, but people will get your emails. And so, um, it can be after your first sale, but really nail down like how you want to grab people's emails and be able to have access to those, um, which kind of kind of brings us full circle to our checklist here. But the last step is once you make your first sale, you start making actual money, which is so exciting. You are going. We said this in our CPA episode. Um, you the one thing you're going to want to start off hiring out is at least a sit down with a CPA. So that might be a few hundred dollars to sit down and just make sure you have everything squared away when it mm-hmm. comes to the government. Mm-hmm. Cause that yeah, is everything set we, up correctly. Yeah. We say that in that episode, like that's the one place you don't want to mess up. Like, <laughs> cause that would be really, really upsetting. So that's like the final, final step of your starting a business checklist is just sit down with a CPA, um, a qualified person that can look over your stuff and say, yes, you are set up correctly. Yep. Um, which the reason why it comes full circle to this is because we are going to make this into a downloadable version of a checklist and, um, that you can have access to if you're in that dream phase, or maybe you already own a business, but you're not, you're not sure you're set up correctly. This will just give you practical tools to, to check off the list as you go. Yes. Because celebration, small business sisters is becoming a business. So Christine and I are like (laughs) actively working through this checkout. We are at the step of getting our domains and email lists and stuff. We just got our email address. So you are going to find when you listen to this episode, we're going to have a link in our bio that you can go grab this checklist, download it, and leave us your email address so we can stay in contact with you through email. Yeah, we we really want to not only let you know when new episodes out are out and what they're about, but we also want a place where we can just send you random encouragement. Like people hate email lists because all you get is sold to, but we really want it to be a place where we can send you like, Hey, we know small business is hard. Just like keep going today or just words of encouragement that, that you might need along the way, or maybe some tips that we've, we've learned, like here's a tip for the day or whatever. So we, as you guys know, we know we never want people to do small business life alone. We never had to because we've had each other, which is why we're here. And so we hope that you will go and download this and stay connected with us. Join in the conversation by following us on Instagram at at underscore small business sisters. Make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses. And if you love the podcast, we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review. Every positive review helps other small business owners to find us. Remember, don't do life alone. We're better together.